So during the start of the pandemic, I think it started in March 2020, right? So it's been more than two, two years now. And there's a lot of fear that people experience. Because first of all, this a new virus, right? A lot of unknowns. All people know is that it is infectious and it is deadly. That's why the government just clamped down. For those who have COVID, you need to isolate yourselves. And for those who have COVID, they experience being avoided by people. And we can't blame other people, right? Because of fear. Fear of contracting the disease and fear of dying. My parents contracted COVID uh, last year and they were in the hospital uh, for two weeks. And uh, we were having a hard time like looking for a priest to go into the hospital and anoint them. And it was, I was, me and my siblings, we were just so uh, happy to know one courageous priest, uh, uh, an Indian priest, who was courageous enough to go to the hospital and uh, anointed them. And even though they didn't experience physical healing, they passed away, uh, they, I'm sure, were sure that they experienced spiritual healing to prepare them as they pass away from this world. And in our first reading today, we saw a leper, a leper, different disease, but same experience. For those who are lepers, again, it's the same, right? It's contagious, and it is also deadly. For those who have leprosy, they have to isolate themselves, and they also experience being avoided by people for fear of contracting this disease. So this leper, Naaman, was so desperate to be healed, approached this man of God. And his name is the prophet Elisha. And when he approached prophet Elisha, the prophet Elisha didn't ask him, okay, go away. I don't want to contract this leprosy. Instead, Elisha told his servant to tell Naaman, go and wash yourselves seven times in the Jordan River. And that's what he did. He washed himself seven times and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a young boy. And he was clean. Okay? And Naaman went to Elisha because he knew that Elisha is the man of God. Man of God because he is anointed. In the Old Testament, very few people, few cho a, 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 a few chosen people who received this anointing, the Holy Spirit. Who are these people? These are the, the prophet, the priest, and the king. They received this anointing so that they would be able to carry out their function, their calling, their mission. That's why it was no surprise that Elisha was able to heal this Naaman the leper. In our, in our gospel today, we saw 10 lepers, okay? 10 lepers approached Jesus. Again, we see Jesus didn't ask them, go away. I don't want to be infected. He was moved with compassion because these people have been separated, separated from family, society, from temple worship. He was moved with compassion. But we see here the confidence of Jesus. He didn't even pray over them. What did Jesus do? 
Jesus asked them to go yourselves to the priests, and as they went, they were made clean. Okay? And, uh, and, and Jesus was confident because of the anointing that he received in his baptism in the Jordan. And he received this anointing to fulfill his mission. What is his mission? It's in Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, to set liberty those who are oppressed. When we hear the first reading of the gospel today, I think many of us would think that those who have this gift of healing are only the chosen few. How many of you have, have this kind of mentality? Be, be honest. How many of you here think that only a chosen few, like, like let's say, Father Fernando Suarez, you know Father Fernando Suarez, he used to be with the Companions of the Cross, he passed away, and he has this gift of healing. And many people will come to his healing masses for healing. How many people think that only a chosen few are called to heal? Raise your hand. Be honest. I, I have that mentality. Okay? But we're called, all of us are called to heal. And it, that has to do with what we receive in our baptism. In our baptism, we have been anointed, anointed by the Holy Spirit, right? So that we would share, share with Jesus to become a prophet, priest, and king. We have been empowered by, the, by God so that we will be able to be able to do the mission that God has called us to do. Theophilus of Antioch, a second century church father, said this, this is why we are called Christians, because we are anointed with the oil of God. So this is not just for the chosen few. It's for all baptized Christians. We're all special. Tell yourselves, I am special. I'm called to heal. Okay? Because of this special anointing, we become priest, prophet, and king. Okay? So to be a Christian means to be an anointed one because that's the meaning of the word Christ. Jesus Christ. Christ means the anointed one. So when we're called Christians, we're also called the anointed one. Little Christ. Right? Empowered by the Spirit of Jesus for the mission. And in Mark chapter 16, verse 17 to 18, it says there, these miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. How many of you here believe in Jesus? Raise your hands. Okay. These miraculous signs will accompany you. Do you believe that? Yes. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not convinced. Do you believe that? Yes, okay. So these signs will accompany you, okay? They will cast out demons in my name. In my name. That's the authority God has given us, okay? In my name, you will cast out demons. In my name, you will place your hands on the sick and they will be healed. And that's the definition of authority. What is authority? Authority is the right to act on behalf of someone else. That's why Jesus say, in my name, 
That's the authority that I've given you. The power does not rely on us. The power is in the name of Jesus. We are representing Him as we heal the sick. People confuse power and authority. What is power? Power is the ability to make something happen. That's power. But what is authority? Authority is the right to use that power for a good purpose. That's why if we don't use that power for a good purpose, there's a misuse of that authority that God has given us. Okay? So we need to have that confidence that we've been anointed, we've given authority, we've given power. As we proclaim, we need also to demonstrate it with signs and wonders. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10, verse 7 to 8, as you go, preach this message. The kingdom of heaven is near. The proclamation of the gospel. And then he said, heal the sick, not pray for the sick. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse lepers. Drive out demons. Okay? So you see here, the proclamation of the gospel must be with the demonstration of God's power. Those two must go hand in hand. It cannot be one alone. It cannot just be one demonstration of power and no proclamation of the gospel. It cannot be not, not just proclamation of the gospel and no demonstration of God's power. Because we're called to evangelize not only in words, but in deeds of power. My favorite scripture passage for that is Romans chapter 15, verse 18 to 19. St. Paul says this, I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me, he's proclaiming the gospel, in leading the Gentiles to obey God, what I have said and done. And then he demonstrated the power, right? By the power of signs and wonders through the power of the Spirit of God. Okay? So we need to do that. We need to proclaim the gospel and we also need to demonstrate with power. I, conf I would like to con make a confession to all of you. I'm, I'm still not that confident really to pray, to, to heal the sick, okay? Whenever I see a blind person or a person in a wheelchair, a doubt will come into my mind. Can God really heal this person through me? I still have that doubt. Many times I chicken out. <laughs> But what I'm learning right now is to just step out in faith. Because I know if I don't step out in faith, I don't give God the opportunity to step in. Two years ago, during the time of uh, pandemic, I was with a family, a parishioner here of St. Mary's. We were at Dow's Lake. And we saw a lady sitting. And she raised her, 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 her right leg and resting on a stool. And you know that she's in pain. So we went to her and asked her, oh, what's the problem with your leg? So she told us what happened. And we introduced ourselves saying that we're Catholics from St. Mary's and we still believe that God continues to heal. Can we pray for you? You know what she said? Catholics praying over? <laughs> I, guess, I guess people are not uh, you know, familiar with, with Catholics praying over. So she agreed. So we started to pray. 
Before we prayed over her, the level of her pain was eight. So we prayed. After, we pray, after praying, we asked her again, what's the level of pain now? She said, it's now down to five. So we pressed in, we prayed again. So I was with the kids also, huh? and I asked the kids, pray over. Because I know the kids, they have a stronger faith than adults. So all of us gathered around praying. So we prayed, and then we asked again, what's the level of the pain? And then she said, wow, it's down to two. So, okay, we're going to press in. So we prayed again, and then we asked. You know what she said? No more pain. She stood up, took her chair, walked with her husband, going to the parking lot with no pain. Isn't God amazing? The Lord continues to heal. Now, I would like to ask you a question. If we chickened out and did not approach this, this lady, will this lady be healed? Yes or no? No. God wants to heal person, people, through us Christians because we are the anointed one. We are special. We have this special calling to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cleanse the lepers and also to proclaim the gospel, okay? Now, I would like to share with, uh, now, we need to have this confidence to step out in faith and then leave the result to God. In our gospel today, how many, re how, how many return to Jesus and acknowledge that it is God that healed them? Is it 10? No, only one. Did that just discourage Jesus to continue to heal? No. He did not get discouraged. Even though one out of ten only returned, he did not get discouraged. He continues to heal. And that's the same with us. Sometimes when we're praying over people and healing the sick, sometimes we get, we get to see one out of ten only. And sometimes we get discouraged. Oh, I'm not called to heal. I'm not going to heal anymore. But no, we need to be persistent. We need to press in, okay? And, uh, and so, so remember that we're called. We're called to heal. We've been given this anointing, this authority, and also this power. I love what Robbie Dawkins, Robbie Dawkins is an evangelical pastor, um, from the states and he wrote this beautiful book uh, what did jesus do and i'm quoting him he said this i'm willing to be used by god in this moment and the results are up to him and not me okay we are meant to be nickels in god's pocket like loose change he can spend any which way he chooses he can spend us on big things big healings or small things, small healings. We need to give ourselves, submit ourselves to God. Let him use us as his instruments. As I've said, uh, leave the results to God. Even if there's no healing that happened, okay? Let them, as long as, the most important thing is that they experience the Father's love. So when you go out, you know, maybe you're in Walmart, and you see somebody who's sick, just approach that person. Introduce yourselves. Hi, my name is Ken, and I'm a Christian, and I do believe that Christ continue, uh, God continues to heal today.
can I pray for you? What's the worst thing that they could say to us? No. No, I don't believe in that. No, I don't have the time. That's the worst thing. But if they say yes, then you're giving God the opportunity to heal this person. And then just pray. And then again, leave the result to God. Even if there's no healing, even if there's no healing, let them pray that they would experience the Father's heart. That's why even if they say no, just tell them, ask them, can I, can I just give you a quick fatherly blessing? When they, say, when they hear the word quick, they would say yes. Even if it's just 30 seconds, just pray. Lord, Father in heaven, touch this person. Reveal your love to him. When you've done that, you've done your part. Because proclamation of the gospel, signs and wonders, there are, there are means to an end. What is that end that they would experience the Father's love? Okay? So by that, we've done our part. So we need, we need to have that confidence of that we have received this, 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 uh, this anointing in baptism, that we have received this authority and the power to heal the sick, so that as we proclaim the gospel and demonstrate the signs and wonders, and when people see that, they would know, they would know how much God loves them, how, how God is real, how God is pursuing them. And when that happens, they will repent and believe.